during this political campaign when it comes to foreign affairs, Iran and the nuclear deal from last year have already been mentioned almost for sure. They'll come up even in the Trump Clinton debates, which begin, by the way, in late September with two more in October. Uh, Maybe the candidates will look at a new book. It's called The Iran Wars, Spy Games, Bank Battles and the Secret Deals that Reshape the Middle East. It's by Jay Solomon, who joins us. Jay, your foreign affairs correspondent for The Wall Street Journal. Uh, The Iran Wars suggests that, what, ever since the Islamic Revolution of 1979, even if perhaps not all Americans knew where things stand, Iran has known that, that the U.S. is the enemy. Yeah, it's been it's a it's a nasty conflict. It goes back almost 40 years now from the hostage crisis in, in 1979 to the bombing of the Marine barracks in in Lebanon, which was done by Iranian-backed militia Hezbollah, to the U.S. obviously the tanker wars of the 80s and the bombing and destruction of the Iran airplane going over the Persian Gulf to uh, Iranian support for militias in, in Iraq that were attacking U.S. troops and using IEDs. It's a, it's a conflict that hasn't been sort of necessarily on the front burner like Iraq or uh, Afghanistan. But what, what really I found so interesting is that the Iran conflict sort of flows through all of these uh, wars. In Afghanistan, the Iranians were extremely active. In Iraq, they've been extremely active. In Syria, they're extremely active. So even when Iran isn't kind of noticeably on the front lines, I've found that they've been there for for most of the last four decades when it comes to U.S. role in the Middle East. In your book, you bring us back to the 2008 presidential campaign, and you say that relations with Iran came up, but mainly because Senator Barack Obama said he would reach out to the Iranians. And during the primary campaign, Hillary Clinton said that's naive. So you say that Clinton is relatively a hardliner. That's important for us to know now. I realize John McCain, the Republican, also said he was he was naive. Uh, So do you expect if Clinton wins, she'll be tougher on Iran uh, than Obama has been? I mean, certainly the history would suggest that. I remember in the first few months of the Obama administration, then Secretary of State Clinton was traveling in the in the Middle East and meeting with Arab leaders. And I remember one was asked asked her about this engagement with Iran, and she was she was basically, I don't think this is going to go anywhere. So she was very skeptical of dealing with Iran. Her her on the campaign trail and her advisors say that they will be much tougher. They'll support the nuclear agreement, but they'll be much more willing to try to constrain Iran, What, whether it's their activities in Syria, Yemen, in Iraq, they'd be more willing to start using sanctions again. But that will raise a question because Iranians have said any new sanctions on uh their regime by a new administration will be seen as a violation of the nuclear agreement. So will Clinton really go ahead with kind of turning the financial screws again? If if Iran keeps shooting off missiles, it remains to be seen. But she has vowed to take a a tougher line than what uh, the Obama administration have done over the past couple of years. Last year's nuclear agreement is probably the test because Hillary Clinton has said she will make sure it's enforced, that Iran doesn't cheat. She knows that Iran supports terrorism and, as you say, is developing missiles. Donald Trump says the deal was a catastrophe, suggesting he might tear it up or or, or try to renegotiate it. Uh, would you agree? That's a, that's a stark difference between the two candidates for president. Yeah, Trump's been very hard line, saying it was the worst negotiated kind of deal in the history of 
the United States, he actually has seemed to, to moderate a little bit, saying, well, I'll, I'll have to see when I, when I come in. I'll have to see, you know, if there could be a way to better negotiate it. So he has vowed a harder line. He's complex, though, because I've also heard him talk about, well, there's a lot of business opportunities. He's always kind of talking about business being at the forefront of how he sees things. Um, So with the end of sanctions or the end of most sanctions, business with Iran could be possible. He might like that. Jay, what's your view of the nuclear deal with Iran? Will it delay that country from pursuing nuclear weapons? I mean, I think it will definitely delay them. Um, I mean, it's it's debatable, I think, how quickly Iran really wanted to go to develop a nuclear weapon even before the agreement. I think they wanted to have kind of a latent nuclear capability with both the, the knowledge of how to make a bomb and also the ability to create um, weapons-grade uranium. I think the real problem, though, is in 10 years, basically, they're given the green light by the international community to develop an industrial-scale civilian nuclear program, and the ghosts of what they've done over the past 15 years, I don't, I argue in the book, weren't really resolved. The fear is that in 10 years, these guys will be unleashed to build, to develop as much fissile material as they want, and whatever knowledge they had of making a bomb, I think, will still be there. And the U.S.'s ability at that point to, to ratchet up sanctions if they if they cheat or look like they're going towards weaponization will be it will be very difficult to reconstitute what they did over the past decade. Ah, it would be hard to get allied countries to be on our side with sanctions. Okay, got that. But aren't you describing a time, uh, Obama trying a different approach with Iran, in which perhaps a war has been averted? That is the argument of the administration, and I think there was an interesting period about 2011 to 2012 when a lot of nuclear scientists in Iran were being assassinated, allegedly by the Israelis. That's what the Iran says. The Iran, there were terrorist attacks in Europe, uh, a string of allegedly Iranian-backed terrorist strikes in places from Mombasa to Bulgaria. I, U.S. officials I talked to said, you know, they, they in sort of accelerated the nuclear talks or tr- engagement track to try to back away from a possible conflict. So that is a legitimate argument. And I think that that's detailed in the book. I, I still think the question remains, though, is are things just being delayed, kicked down the can? Because the Iranians have shown no kind of willingness to tamper down what they're doing in Syria and Yemen. And in the book, one interesting kind of narrative is that the U.S. was having all these negotiations in Vienna last summer. The Russians were there, and the the hope was that, okay, we'll get this agreement, and then the Iranians and will sort of be more willing to engage with us in, in Syria and ending the conflict there. What we now know is that the Iranians were having kind of a secret dialogue with the Russians to accelerate their their military operations inside Syria. And within weeks after the, the talks were, were concluded in Vienna, this kind of joint Russian-Iranian operation in Syria where the Russians used air power and the Iranians used their own forces and mobilized Hezbollah and all these Shiite militias as the ground forces took force took place. And it, it felt that they kind of pulled this behind the Americans' back, that the Americans had this great hope that this would lead to some stabilization of the Middle East. And in, in a lot of ways, the war has gotten worse in Syria. And the Russian Air Force recently confirmed it was flying missions out of a base in Iran. Before I let you go, recently in the Wall Street Journal, you're one of the reporters who revealed how $400 million worth of foreign cash 
was delivered to Iran and just about the same time that U.S. citizens were being released. Quid pro quo, was it ransom? Lots of controversy. But what were you trying to say? Just a, a sexy detail of how cash is delivered in, in such odd circumstances? I mean, when the U.S. announced this settlement the day of the release of the prisoners in January, it was immediately kind of strange. Like, okay, they're they're announcing these release at the same time that this $1.7 billion payment or transaction is going to be made. And we couldn't figure out, and the administration would not say how it was made. Months of reporting really revealed that, which we were pretty shocked that this money was $400 million was delivered in cash. And then a few more weeks of reporting, the administration basically said that it was sequenced. At first, they denied it, and then they said, yes, this $400 million wasn't allowed to go to – the Iranians couldn't pick it up until the Americans were basically wheels up from Tehran. So it was definitely sequenced, and in that sense, there, it feels like it's a quid pro quo. The administration will deny it, uh, but – you know, they admit that it was it was sequenced, that it was timed, and I think there's still real questions out there. I, I know one we're still trying to figure out is who exactly from the Iranian side picked up this 400 million. Was it the Revolutionary Guard, the militant wing, which is accused of being involved in in terrorist operations? That would be another revelation. And another 1.3 billion was paid, and was that all cash, or was that paid? Was this wired into Iran? President Obama said there was they had to pay cash because there was no banking relationship. But if it turns out some of this other money was wired there, maybe through a, a European central bank, that narrative doesn't hold up. So I think that issue is going to continue to be part of the presidential campaign. And there are hearings scheduled for September, um, Republican-led, where they're where they're saying they're going to get the, to the bottom of this. And if, if the administration keeps obfuscating, I don't, I don't think this issue is just going to die down. Now I see why you're pursuing it for the Wall Street Journal. That's Jay Solomon, foreign affairs correspondent for that newspaper. And as you heard, author of a new book called The Iran Wars. Jay Solomon, thank you very much. Thanks. Appreciate it.